Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Real Vision Crypto. Enjoy today's show. Welcome to Real Vision Crypto. I'm Ash Bennington. I'm joined today by Dean Carr, founder of See the Light Trading. Dean, welcome to Real Vision. Well, thanks for having me back, Ash. Well, it's a pleasure to have you back always. Uh, and I should also add, as always, views on price expressed on this show don't represent the views of Real Vision or the host. Dean, with that said, uh, what's happening right now in crypto markets in your view? Well, last time I was on, we discussed the fact that I was waiting for a close back over that 48,000 mark, which is basically over these monthly highs and a daily close. And we didn't get that. So as a result, I started looking at the market as a bear flag. We discussed this as a rotational candle last video. And if we were to break below that you know, 44,200 area, I thought we would easily push back towards that 28, 29,000 testing these lows. So at this point, what I need to see from Bitcoin to feel more comfortable that this market's about to turn back up is, a, is more of a three-prong multi-time frame approach. I'd like to see a rotation back over a previous week's high. We haven't had that in a proper manner for many, many weeks. And when I mean, what I mean by rotation, I mean a daily close over a previous week's high not a little pop above it and then a fail. So in this case, let's start seeing 32.4, 32.5, a close over that. Then we'll move over to the monthly chart and then it's got to prove itself by getting all the way back over 40,023. And until that happens, it's very hard for me not to think there's a door open that we could push all the way back to that 20 to 22,000 area. I want to be bullish, but I can't be bullish until I see those rotations. Now, if you go to a three-month chart, the quarterly chart, this is a much different animal here. It still looks bullish, bigger picture, but this is a game of patience at this point. As long as it holds back and closes back over that 28,000 area, I can remain bullish on a longer-term, multi-month, multi-year time frame. But I would definitely be looking for a move back over 47,450 over this high and, again, what we discussed last video is uh, 48,000 plus on daily close basis. So what are you seeing based on your reading of the charts in the shorter term, uh, say over the next 30 days? Basically and currently, I think if we can't clear back over 33,000 and change and start closing back over this downward sloping 50 SMA back over that 31.45 area and get over this red candle here, which is right around 34,250. We can't do that. I think there's another move lower coming. I could see that idea being aborted if and only if we get those longer time frame rotations I just spoke about. Dean, we're talking a little bit off camera about the liquidity considerations uh, in Bitcoin and more generally in crypto. What are you seeing from that perspective? 
Well, at this point, with the Fed pulling money out of QE and rates going higher, there's a there's much less liquidity. As you've seen in the market, the stock market and indices in general, they've pulled back in anticipation of higher rates, 30 bond, 30 year bond rates, 10 year notes, all all those rates have been going higher and and the cryptos reacted very very similar in to uh, Nasdaq and and tech stocks in general yeah. and growth stocks. So as a result, I think that liquidity being pulled from the market has definitely resulted in a bit of a drag on cryptos in general. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Dean, one of the conversations I keep hearing uh, among my friends and people in the space more generally uh, is precisely the point that you just made about the correlation uh, between crypto digital assets uh, on the one hand, uh, and for example, US equities, particularly uh, tech and NASDAQ. Is that something that you have an opinion on going forward? One of the open questions that I hear a great deal uh, is this notion that digital assets, particularly Bitcoin, uh, were um, in many ways, uh, thought to be uh, things that had potential to be off the grid assets, decorrelated uh, from, for example, U.S. equities. That has not been the case, as you point out. Do you have a view of whether that will remain so going forward, or is that something you're agnostic on? I'm a little agnostic on that, but at the same time, I think that liquidity and the market in general, if there's not a lot of money flowing around in the market, I think it affects crypto just as much as you know tech stocks or growth stocks for that matter. Right. And for me to, to feel that crypto is decoupled, I'm going to have to see potentially the stock market go flat or downwards and crypto really start rotating upwards. And if that doesn't happen, I'm going to, I'm going to look at it like it's just another risk asset, just like the, you know, the growth stocks and the tech stocks are. Okay, so let's move on to the next chart. Okay, well, let's move on to Ethereum. Ethereum is very similar to what we discussed as far as uh, the downtrend is concerned with Bitcoin. It's, it's almost identical. When right. I used to work uh, with a hedge fund manager many years ago, he said nothing good happens underneath the 200 SMA on the daily. Well, if you can see this yellow line being the 200 SMA, nothing good happened. Not that it's foolproof. But definitely, it, it came into play here as it tested the previous breakdown area in this zone and tagged that 200 SMA. As long as we stay under there, very hard for me to be you know, bullish on Ethereum. Now, having said that, with this spike volume here and this low not being violated, I can be constructive on Ethereum if and only if I'll get, number one, maybe a doji up. This is a doji candle. Again, I've discussed this in a prior video, but I'll mention what I think of dojis. It, essentially, what they mean is they're an indecisive spot uh, in the previous week. So buyers and sellers were fighting over this area, and they decided to close it right at the same as they opened it. So if we can get back over that 2015, 2020 area, that's sign one that it's trying to recover off of that spike low. 
Again, monthly-wise, it's got a lot of damage to work through. And the damage, to me, means back over 3,000, currently back over 3,000. That might change in a month, but for now, if it can't get back over that 3,000 area and, and start clearing this monthly high, again, I can't be super constructive or bullish. Once again, just like the Bitcoin, the quarterly chart looks really strong because we've got a big bull flag on the quarterly chart and we tested the top of the previous breakout area, which is right at this green candle high, approximately that 2000 area, give or take, somewhere between 1800 and 2100. And we're in that area right now. We would definitely have to really move higher to look like I you know, want to be long again. I have no Ethereum in my account currently, but I am stocking it because of this quarterly chart and the, and the bull flag on the three month chart. Dean, one of the things that people often focus on is the round numbers, uh, you know, for obvious sort of human psychology reasons. Uh, we've seen Bitcoin get above that 30,000 mark uh, since the most recent down cycle. Ethereum has not made the 2000 mark. Is that something that you attribute any significance to one way or the other? Uh, I don't. Round, round numbers are a factor maybe intraday or for a day or two, but overall, it's more about where the prior buying and selling has occurred. And in my, you know, in my uh, opinion, that area for, for Ethereum is between 1,700 and 2,100. I said 1,800, but let's say 1,700 and 2,100. It's a wide zone, but when you're looking at something that was close to 5,000, 4,800 and change not that long ago, that's not so wide. So I would look at round numbers just as a general rule if I was trading short term or intraday, but at no point would I, would I treat that as the end all be all of where I see support or resistance. Okay, on to the next chart. When we look at Solana, the SOL, USDT, it's again, technically very similar. The one thing that I've noticed with it is that it's back towards where it broke out from. The ignition area was between 30 and 40. And it's come back to test it in recent weeks. If we can get back above a prior week's high, I think it's a pretty decent risk reward scenario to the long side down here. And, you know, you can get away with a tight stop and that's rare in crypto, in my opinion. So therefore, that's why I'm kind of stalking this one. It doesn't mean I'm buying it just because it's down here. I need to see some proof that there's strength in it. But certainly, I'm going to be watching that weekly rotation, and I'll be watching the monthly rotation, which is, of course, way up over 96. And I'm not even going to look at the quarterly chart, although if you look at it, it's, it's, you know, it doesn't have a lot of history. So I kind of avoid things that don't have at least 100 plus uh, candles of uh, information or history. So what, what I'm watching for on the SOL is simply the fact that it's back to the breakout area. It's testing it and holding it. I'd like to see a, a return of some volume in here. It seems to be that liquidity is drying up everywhere and there's much less volume. Look at all the volume in here. And then that recently, it's very, very subdued. So let's see a return of volume in a weekly up. And you can get away with risking probably as little if you really want to play tight, just below 30, which isn't a bad way to go when you're looking at a, a thing that it's as volatile as uh, Solana. So. Hey, if you like this clip, be sure to check out the full interview and more 
only on realvision.com forward slash crypto. It's 100% free. Sign up now.